On today's episode of Locked On Canucks, why this whole rebuild nonsense needs to stop because it's not going to happen. Patrick Alvin gives his full confidence to Bruce Brudrow and is tomorrow their best chance to win? Finally, it's Locked On Canucks and it starts right now. Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. Of course, I'm your host, Justin Pooney. You can find me on Twitter at Process Sports with an underscore. That's Process Sports with an underscore. Also, on Instagram, same thing, process sports with an underscore at the end. Hope you guys are all doing well. It's been a rough couple of, you know, actually rough. I don't even know how long it's been now because the Cox have been on a losing streak, but it's been a rough time. And, uh, you know, Patrick Alvin talked today, which we will talk about. Um, Ryan Kessler had a very good interview on uh, another podcast that I did listen to and uh, opened up his time with the Canucks and some great stories. Uh, which I enjoyed and I might touch on in a bit. But first, I want to go on a bit of a, not a rant or a tangent or anything like that. Look, I know the Canucks are still winless. They're 0-5 and 2. Uh, the first seven games, they've not won a game yet. But I want to go back down memory lane because as time, you know, goes on, um, you know, I tend to lose the pessimistic. And I try to think again with my head. Um in listening to that Ryan Kessler interview, he had mentioned when the Canucks signed Matt Sundin, uh, and he, when he first joined the team, they got on that, remember that 10-game losing streak? I don't know if you guys remember that. That was the 2008-2009 season, the first year uh, that really they cemented themselves as you know Western Conference contenders. Um, and what happened? They went on a 10-game losing streak. And Alex Burroughs, of course, scored that big goal against Carolina on the sh- on the breakaway. Remember, he took the stick and broke it against his leg, right? That right there changed the whole dynamic of that entire franchise. The entire franchise. You look at that moment, it propelled them for the next three years to heights this franchise has never, never had been to or has never seen again. Um, and that moment, right, changed everything. So why do I bring that up? Well, if you look at this roster right now, the talent is there. Yes, defense injuries and poor play have been a massive, massive, massive thing, right? I cannot d- dispute that. This team has looked horrible. Uh, they have the, you know, if in the third periods, they look absolutely just, just got off. Just disgusting, right? No killer de- instinct, no killer desire, nothing like that. Nobody's playing up to snuff. But, once they once that Canucks squad, that Canucks squad there had talent as well. Yes, you had Henrik Danielson in their prime, but you have guys like Quinn Hughes, Elias Patterson. Quinn Hughes is hurt right now. Um, and again, that doesn't help. But you have guys on your team that are in their prime of their careers that can have the ability to be uh, very quality uh, NHL players and be elite level NHL players. And once uh they reach that, right? Um I think this team will be fine. I think once this team gets off the schneid and finally wins a game, I'm not saying it's going to propel them like they did to, for those Canucks back, you know, what was it now, like 11 years ago or whatever. 
uh, 12 years ago. It's not going to be like that. But I think this team, they have such a weight on their shoulders, so much pressure just to get that first W. Once it happens, you're going to start to see them play better hockey. This team is too good to be below uh, you know, at the bottom of the, ba- the, bottom of the basement. Right? It's too good. I, even the most cynical person can agree that this Canucks team has too much talent to be that low, right? They have been, they have too much talent and they will climb back. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. They still not still way too early, right? To, to talk about that. But if they can build themselves out of this hole, dig themselves out of this hole and get back onto winning ways and get back into the swing of things, um, they will be a team to be forced to reckon with. Now, this ties into the whole thing about the rebuild and, oh, just strip everything down and, you know, you know, do all this and just rebuild and go for Bedard, tank for Bedard because he's from Vancouver. First of all, we all know Vancouver cannot luck. If they finish at the bottom of the draft, there is no chance they're going to get Connor Bedard because they have never gotten the first overall pick in their life, right? Never have. Um, so, and I just, I, I just, I don't think tanking is what's going to happen. First of all, the owner does not want to tank. He's not going to rebuild. He doesn't want to do that, right? Now they're saying trade Bo Horvat, right? Um, he's a pending UFA. He hasn't made progress on extension. Um, and people are saying, well, it's the, his time is coming to an end and that, you know, you get a, a big fat return from him and stuff like that. But what are you going to do when you have, when the center ice position is the, if not one of the most, if one of, if not the most important position uh, in hockey. And you have guys right now uh, that are not, but once they play to their potential, right, that are very solid centermen. You have strength down the middle. It's not like you're going to get a guy. Now, if you get Connor Bedard, then amazing, right? But that's a risk that you have to take. And I don't know if this franchise is want to take that risk. Can you trade <clears throat> Tyler Myers? With two years left on his uh, six million per, um, he does have a you know a ten team no trade list, so maybe you could trade him to a contender. Um, trade Brock Besser, um, you know I don't know if he just signed a new deal and he's been hurt. How really long? How big is his value? Right, so I don't know. Um, you know, trading you're not going to trade a guy like Gar- Garland who's been a, heart, a healthy scratch. Nobody wants Tanner Pearson. Nobody. Nobody wants any of that. Can you fire Bruce Rudrow? Um, you can, but I, like I said before, it's still so early to really judge. Well, I mean, no, it's not really to judge, but I mean, it's still at a point right now that you can still salvage a season. And I think that it's bordering right right now. Don't get me wrong. Like right now, this is teetering right now. This is teetering to a point where it could get very, very, very ugly, where if they don't win, like, look, they, I'm going to talk about it in a minute, but they play Seattle, then they play Pittsburgh, and they play New Jersey and Anaheim and Nashville before they go to Ottawa. So they have, after the game tomorrow in Seattle, which I think they will win, I just, for some, again, that's the positivity, I and mean, I could completely be wrong, but then they have four straight home games. If they can get to four, five, and two, or four, four, five, and three, right, before they go out in the East, I, I, I can live with that, right? I think 11 points, uh, you know, at that point in time, you know, they could potentially, you know, dig their way out of it, but they're going to need to start winning games. And I think it's just a case where it starts off with one, 
you just got to get that first win. Um, and I think once you get that first win, you're going to start to see the guys ease up a little bit and breathe a bit. Because Ryan Kessler talked about that too in his interview. He talked about how once they broke the streak, they kind of just... And they went off and then they went on that run. Now, I'm not saying they're going to go on a three-year run this team where they're going to be, you know, President's Trophy winners, Stanley Cup finals, of that. But I'm saying once they get that first win, it will just be a weight lifted off their shoulder and like, hey, we finally got it. Because right now, guys are squeezing the sticks. Guys are putting a lot of pressure and they're injured, right? So if they can somehow, before they go back out east, it'll be hovering around 500 um, or like in and around a game, a game and a half, game or two away from 500, I'll be okay. I think they can start, we can live with that. So, and we've seen teams, you know, St. Louis went from worst to first. I'm not saying the Canucks are going to do that, but I'm saying just let's give it a little bit more time before we press the rebuild button. And quite frankly, the rebuild is not going to happen whether you want it or not because Francesco Aquilini, the owner, will not allow a rebuild to happen under his watch. He's not going to allow this team to do that because he's about making money and he knows with a rebuild he's not going to make as much money uh but coming up after this break i'm going to break down into what patrick alvin talked about today and just kind of tie in later on but just how much it weighs on you being a canucks fan uh in these situations but first i want to talk to you guys about the fine folks at betonline.net bet online of course is your number one source for football and all and sort of the new basketball season find all the latest player developments team matchups news podcasts and in-depth analysis on every game and as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sporting wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, General Manager Patrick Alvin spoke to the media today and gave his confidence to Coach Bruce. Brudro, of course, Alvin and the winless Canucks are prepping for a matchup with um, the Seattle Kraken. And, you know, all this talk about, you know, the structure of the team. And, of course, Jim Rutherford said they had a bad camp and they haven't played, still play with no structure. Yeah, I talked about it in the in the offseason, uh, nauseam, that this team needed structure from the top to the bottom. And they really play with no structure because they have giveaways in the offensive zone that lead to goals and they just haven't been playing well at all. Um, you know, just everything kind of needs a, a, a refine. You know, they, like I said, they give the pucks away. There's no back check. The four check with purpose, winning puck battles, killing a penalty for once because uh, this penalty kill is God awful. Um, now, Alvin did say last that they did rely on Thatcher Demko a lot last year, which is true. They did. Thatcher Demko masked a lot of things and he's not been playing well and he's been getting hung out to dry and he's been letting a lot of goals and he's not looking like he did last year. So when I look at this team, right, they showed better effort against Carolina, but what we need is what simply the Canucks need is just structure. And I know Bruce Brujo doesn't play with structures, put a lot of free will and stuff like that. But this team needs to really tighten it up, right? Uh, he, you know, Alvin said part of, and I quote, part of that was finding more structure, structure, accountability, and systems play. And again, I think we're a talented team, but we need to get this team and group to play together. That's exactly it. This team has not been playing together. He said, I think we need to have our, a kind of our all kind of our top players buy in 
and our top players play every single day and and stuff like that. And I think that's the difference. And I think that's absolutely correct. When you look at this team, right? Their leaders have to be the leaders. They have to carry this team, right? The Hughes, the Demkos, the the Pedersons, the Horvats, the Millers, the best is when they're healthy, right? They have to be the bus drivers. You know, Jay, I think I said last week, Jalen Hurts, probably one of the MVP candidates right now in the NFL, said to all, all the receivers, we can't be at the temperature. We have to be the thermometer. We have to set the temperature. That's what the Canucks big guys have to do. They have to set the temperature for this organization. They have to buy in, play with structure, play within their means, and do stuff the right way. Because right now, it's not working. This freewheeling thing, these drop passes on the on the blue line, these you know giveaways, playing careless with the puck are not working. And that's not how this team can play. I, I, when you look at any team, unless you're at the 1980s Oilers with Wayne Gretzky, Mark Messier, and that, you need to have structure. Even the Colorado Avalanche have structure. They had one of the most, the best four checks I've seen last year when they won the Stanley Cup. The Tampa Bay Lightning, they play suffocating defense when they have the lead. Now, it helps me have a goalie like Andre Vasilevsky and defense like Victor Hedman, but they play within a structure under John Cooper. The Pittsburgh Penguins did. The Chicago Blackhawks did. When you want to be a championship-level team in any sport, you have to have structure. You can't freewheel. Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls had the triangle. Kobe and Shaq had the triangle, right? You need to have a system and structure and have your top guys buy in. And when they don't buy in and they just do their own thing, it never works. It's anything you do, whether it's sports, business, anything, you need to have a structure and everybody buy into a common goal. Because if you don't, boy, you're not going to do anything. And the Canucks right now are doing nothing. So, yes, I'm absolutely in agreement that the top guys with Patrick Alvin need to play at a high, high level, you know? Elias Pedersen has played at a very good level. Right? He's been playing very well, but I need to see more. It needs to be dominant. Bo Horvat has had some good couple games. Thatcher Demko, JT Miller have struggled. Quinn Hughes is injured. Brock Besser, of course, is injured again. So I just think that once they, again, Curtis Lazar is out for three to four weeks, which does not help at all, right? So this team is getting hurt, and I think it's massive that they need to tread water, right? And they need guys to step up. And I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm a big proponent of structure. And I think once this structure is found in the organization, things will uh, be fine. Um, But it's tough right now. And after this last break, I'm just going to touch on, just for me personally, I think I can wait to all you Canucks fans, just how tough it is to be a Canucks fan, just how passionate it is and how hard uh, this losing streak is and how I just feel for our, our fan base and how we just don't deserve it. Um, but first, I want to thank you for making uh, Locked On Canucks your first listen of the day. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest, games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today on this app, available on this app, YouTube and wherever you get your podcast services. Simply Safe. Now the numbers don't lie. The last decade, over four million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. 
You don't earn the trust of many people without doing something right. Simply safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe in my own home. They protect you with cutting edge security, technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. And here's why I love it. You know, as you guys all know, I travel back and forth from Toronto and Vancouver. And Simply Safe gives me the peace of mind knowing my home is secure, helping avoid a break in, and it has effective technology supported by our team. Just it is, you know, HD cameras. I can check it on my phone wherever I am, and it's clear as day, and I know what everything is going on. Um, you know, one time I thought, you know, an alarm went off, and it was actually detecting me that uh, there's heavy winds, and uh, you know, 24 for seven professional monitoring. Uh, the agents call you at a moment's threat when it's detected, a moment's notice when the threat is detected, and dispatch the police or first responders. Uh, Simply Safe also blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home. Smarter ways to detect motion that and only alert you when a threat is real. And even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com. Locked on NHL. Sorry, simplysafe.com slash lock.nhl. Save 20% off on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash lock.nhl to learn more. There is no safe like Simply Safe. All right, we are back. Last segment of the show. So I just want to talk about how this weighs on you. This losing streak, this this just constant negativity and just cloud of disgust about the Vancouver Canucks. Now, um, you know, we saw, you know, the Penthouse Club downtown uh, that went up, that their sign said Canucks drink free after they win one game. Um, you know, of course, I saw another tweet saying that if the Canucks lose their next game, they'll have a longer winless streak to start the season than the Vancouver Grizzlies ever did. So it's tough. Been the butt end of the joke, and it's kind of similar to what we always are. You know, I live in Toronto now, and I always get a joke on, well, how's your NBA team doing? How's this doing? How's that doing? And you guys, if you guys all know me, you know that I'm one that always clap back and always rep where I'm from the hardest. But I think this city that we're from, this province we're from, is the best place on earth. I think it's got beautiful, not only beautiful landscape, but beautiful people, um, you know, beautiful, you know, cultures. Uh, it's it's one of the it, I would not have wanted to live anywhere else, right? Uh, I would never want I would never want to raise a family anywhere else. Um, I think it's just a, it's a wonderful place, uh, and I'll say that to the day I die. And the Vancouver Canucks are part of that staple. Uh, this team, this franchise, uh, has played a big part of my life um, since I was since I was a little kid. Six years old was the first time I, I remembered a Vancouver Canucks moment. Of course, it wasn't a good one, uh, but that was the trend to follow. You know, they gave me a lot of great moments, a lot of smiles, a lot of tears, um, a lot of happiness, a lot of sadness, and a lot of disappointment. And it's tough being a Canucks fan. I will tell you that. Um, you play in a market, you, they play in a market that just wants, just wants to feel legit. And no matter how much people will say that Vancouver is the most beautiful city in the world, it's a world-class city. We have the FIFA World Cup coming. We have, you know, we had the Olympics. We might get the Olympics again. The Canucks are the biggest show in town. If the Canucks were ever to win a Stanley Cup in that parade down downtown Vancouver, 
where I will be uh, with tears running down my eyes. Um, and hopefully, you know, I can share it with, you know, my dad um, who has seen the Canucks since the inception. Uh, and if I can be there with my dad and potentially, you know, a future kid of mine, right. Or something like that where we can say, Hey, the Vancouver Canucks are Stanley cup champions. There is no team uh, in the world that is a, that was better than the Vancouver Canucks. And, and we can finally see a championship banner raised at Rogers arena, no president's trophy, no Western conference champion, no Northwest division championship, no smite division championship, Stanley cup championship, but it's tough. It wavers on me a lot. And you guys know, I'm very optimistic about this team and I, and I will support this team, but I'll also get after this team as well. And they deserve to get after the start of this season. It just hasn't been good. No system, no structure. Players have not been playing to their caliber. And I'll be the first to admit that. And But it's just a mental aspect of it too. Like when you look at this team and this franchise, right? I stay up to 1 o'clock in the morning and watch these games here in the East Coast. And I, it eats me alive when I see this team lose and lose and lose and you just see just the negativity and negativity so it's hard on Canucks fans it's hard because we are a passionate fan base we want to see the best we want to be a winner and we feel like we just haven't seen it yet so if you're not a Canucks fan you're listening to this understand this we care so much about this team and this franchise that we will still support we will we will yell and scream and bicker and moan and fight with one another but we want to see a winner and once we do, and once it happens, I'm telling you right now, it'll be a beautiful thing. So, yes, it's been hard. It's been difficult. But we'll get through it. And eventually, one day, something good has to happen. It just has to happen, right? And I just want to spread some positivity right now to all you Canucks fans out there. But tomorrow, uh, we have a special Locked On crossover edition with Locked On Seattle Kraken. We will break, preview the game. And we will see what happens. Hopefully, a win. And uh, we'll break it down from there. But otherwise, guys, take care. Stay safe. And we'll talk to you tomorrow.